All right, welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I am your host, Scott Needham. I am an eight-year Amazon seller and actually a software developer. I've built a lot of uh, software tools. And the truth is, is I can't do everything. And so I really do spend a lot of time when I'm thinking about um, us as a seller and as our agency where we uh, manage advertising for other Amazon sellers, I'm always looking at the best tools because it was it's impossible that... Um, you know, I could have built, uh, you know, some of our selling and could have built like a, you know, a bid optimizer that is using uh, always the latest uh, ideas and cutting edge technology. I gave that one up. It was tough. Um, but having built a bid optimizer taught me a lot about Amazon advertising and what's unique. And so I am very happy today. I have a guest from a tool that I discovered recently. I have uh, Joseph LaSelva from Perpetua. Welcome. Thank you, Scott. Happy to be here. All right. Well, so Joseph and I have actually been implementing uh, their software with one of our brands. And I have a lot to say about that experiment and uh, what, how it shaped my thinking and, and the tool itself. Um, what Perpetua does. And so you're going to get a lot of the details, but um, let me just like give you a little bit of a spoiler. I really like Perpetua and I'm actively looking to see how we can move more of our clients over to it. That's my goal because um, at the end of the day, I enjoy using it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, software tools that like, yeah, it accomplishes a lot for me, but like it's kind of a, a, a kind of a chore where uh this one um i really enjoy all right joseph uh so tell us a little bit more about you and uh what you do with perpetua and how, how we got to here yeah for sure uh so perpetua is an optimization and enablement tool for amazon advertising uh and the way that our platform is designed is that we're trying to combine the power of human intelligence and always on optimization to really drive the best performance uh, in your advertising campaigns. Uh, and so a little bit more about myself is so I lead a lot of our strategic seller brand and agency partnerships here at Perpetua. I'm uh, focused on onboarding uh, those that want to come to Perpetua's platform, ensure that they have a, a very successful transition, ensure that they're getting the most out of the platform, understand all of its uh, features and capabilities, all the sophisticated levers that they can simply pull within the platform. Um, and so I'm sure we'll get into a lot more details of exactly how Perpetua works and, and how we might differ from from other tools you might have tried in the past, uh, but that's that's entirely my focus. Um, my, my, me, myself, a little bit uh, as well, where I was before Perpetua. So I have about uh, seven years in total in the retail and e-commerce space, uh, primarily focused on the consumer goods uh, space across many different brick and mortar and online retailers. Uh, at a, a, a stint of my career at Procter & Gamble on global brands such as Gillette, Pampers, Bounty, um, and have worked for uh, brands in the consumer electronics space as well to expand their retail channel development. That's cool. You definitely have uh, seen a lot of products and, you know, seeing them go to market. So that's pretty cool. So Perpetua uses a goal-oriented approach. Can you explain what that means when we're talking about Amazon advertising? Yeah. So I, I broadly kind of break down most of uh, the softwares in the market into goals or rules-based software. Uh, so a goals-based software would be you uh, identifying some strategic parameters, um, outlining a, a few constraints, 
and then allowing the ad engine of the software you're using to work towards maximizing your sales uh, within those uh, parameters and constraints that you set. A rules-based platform would differ in that you would essentially create a number of different rules to be executed um, immediately on to, to try and drive your advertising performance. The real, the two main differences are uh, one being that uh, a goals-based platform is going to be actively trying to maximize your sales and actively going towards optimizing any specific metric that you're giving it versus a rules-based will just essentially blindly act on whatever you've, you've outlined for it. And the other side of it as well too is we want to ensure we're building a platform that is consistently learning from all of the different data that it's getting. So we don't want to be building a platform that uh, is executing and then not consistently taking that knowledge to better optimize your ad campaigns. Uh, one of the, the biggest pitfalls I think that happens if, if you're not using a, a goals-based platform um, is you may be creating rules that you can't consistently be updating. Uh, you may be executing a bidding strategy manually yourself uh, that isn't consistently changing with the traffic trends on Amazon. Uh, and it could be a little bit dated in that sense. And so we want to ensure that we're building something that uh, you, you launch the goals and then we actively work towards maximizing your performance of those goals. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these goals are usually centered, like, I'll just give an example that what I've been working with them for two months is we have a series of dog leashes and, you know, there's maybe eight different types, but we put them all in one goal and, and then just let Perpetua do its thing. So what happens when I actually create, I hit that create button um, mm -hmm. on a goal? Like what types of things are, is Perpetua doing? Yeah, so typically, I mean, at its base level, what you'd be doing with Perpetua is you'd be launching goals based on a uh, target A cost and a daily budget that you'd be setting. Um, now that's kind of uh, level one would be, we'd be launching with just that one target A cost and budget. We have a number of more sophisticated launch variables that allow you to separate, to have a different target A cost and budget, whether or not keywords include your brand name, our generic category keywords, our competitor-based keywords. And that's where our algorithm then takes the parameters that you've set within your target A cost and your budget. And then it's gonna go ahead and build a number of campaigns for you. And the number of campaigns that it's gonna build is going to vary depending on the, the configurations that you set. If you've just set one simple target A cost and budget or if you've set uh, a number for, for different types of keywords, different categories of keywords. Um, within those campaigns as well, it's gonna create, it's always going to ensure that, you know, for any manual keyword campaign that it's, uh, that it's bidding on, it will execute search term isolation, uh, different ad groups for each match type, um, consistently uh, working to maximize the sales for you on each of those campaigns and also reallocating your budget across each of those campaigns as it sees which ones drive the best performance for your overall goal. Yes. Um, so like you said, it does a lot. It is creating these campaigns, but there's a few things that I was kind of surprised that it did and it made it for me that if I'm going to transition, you know, campaigns, you know, to new ones, why Perpetua is like actually just like really easy. Well, the first is that it takes into account the last 90 days, I believe, of spend to seed these new campaigns. So it's not like you're starting from scratch if you're creating new campaigns, which many other tools you kind of are, you know, you're setting the keywords, you're the one doing the harvesting um, and doing um, all the campaign creation. Perpetua just kind of does that for you. It, it takes these goals and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. of all these keywords that you've been advertising, um, how can we wrap that into this goal? And, and it creates campaigns based off of that. 
Yeah. So uh, like you said, the first place that we're going to go when you launch a goal is we're going to extract all the data from the last 90 days uh, on the performance of your campaigns. So it's starting place is going to be all the keywords and ASINs that you've already been bidding on. It's going to take into account your conversion rate, your click-through rate, et cetera, from all of those different keywords. And that's going to be a starting place for the new campaigns that it's creating. Um, that's music to my ears as like we take on new accounts and um, we want to like recreate their campaigns. Like that is uh, a worry, you know, that it's a, it's a, it's a risk because you're like, well, we're getting these ACOS. And then like, if I create these new campaigns, what's going to happen? How is it going to like manage between the two of them? And what it does on top of that, on top of using the last 90 days, or like essentially what uh, spend has been going through. It also pauses, it, it reduces the spend on the old ones. Yes, yeah. So what it's gonna do is that once it's extracted that data and it's created your new perpetual campaigns, it's gonna go over um, an exercise where in the first 48 hours of those new perpetual campaigns, it's going to be ramping down spend on your existing campaigns for those products, ramping up spend on your new perpetual campaigns, and then at the 48 hour mark, it's gonna pause the existing campaigns that include those products. Now, if you're only gonna be advertising uh, to start a couple of those products within Perpetua, that might be in a number of different campaigns and those campaigns might include tons of different uh, ASINs. It's gonna act really intelligently that it's only going to be pausing at the ASIN level. So it's only gonna pause the ASINs that you're now advertising through Perpetua. One of the things that like we 100% are trying to nail and we really think that we have is that no matter how effective your software can be, if you're making your client feel like that they need to rip out their solution and replace it with Perpetua and that they're not going to have a seamless transition, uh, you're really failing at step one because I'm going to have a really hard time showing you the value of Perpetua if you need to, if you need to basically start from day one again just from, from using Perpetua. And so we want to ensure that we're taking advantage of all the data that you have and we're also making it a seamless transition to your new campaigns. Yeah, I can't tell you how much like stress it's given me because I don't just do advertising myself. I actually train other people to use these tools. And I I don't like, you know, when I when I train them that, that there's so many actions to to make sure things get done right. And um, with the one campaign that we launched, I could tell is like, oh, this is doing everything that I wanted to be doing, and I don't have to do it myself. And that's why, like, it's it's weird for me to say this, but like, I enjoyed using Perpetua because it did all the things that used to stress me out. It does it for me. So um, let's talk a little bit more about like the bid adjustments and you know what. Uh, maybe the fine tuning that um, is going on with Perpetua. So what kind of a bid adjustments are happening? Yeah, so uh, every day it's gonna be ensuring that uh, based on the most relevant data in terms of your conversion rate, your click-through rate, uh, or average order values, et cetera, a number of different metrics that it's optimizing your bid prices uh, to give you the best chance of converting sales. Uh, one of the things that we certainly wanna be focusing on is not just limiting ourselves to a simple formula when we're selecting that optimal bid price. Uh, I think a lot of tools or people who are manually optimizing their bid prices are gonna focus on, hey, you know, I've got a specific target ACoS and uh, just by using that and my conversion rate, I can spit out my optimal bid price. Uh, we're gonna take into a, a lot more things into account when we're setting that optimal bid price. So some of those may be uh, relevancy of your data. It's going to place more importance on uh, recent data than longer term data so that it can constantly be changing, not only with 
how your product's conversion rate changes over time, but also the, the general trends on Amazon on traffic for any given keyword that you're bidding on. It's going to take into account how much volume certain keywords drive for your overall business so that it can potentially double down on those keywords um, autonomously to drive more in sales for you. Uh, it's going to take into account how your bid and cost per click differ over time so that it can be more aggressive potentially rather than just setting a, a bid price that's effectively a max CPC. So there's a, there's a number of things that it's going to execute. It's really algorithmically focused rather than formulating. And is it, it is negative keywording, right? Yeah. So with negative keywords, we've got a couple different points on this. So first off, um, everything in terms of search term isolation, we leverage negative keywords for that to ensure that you're never double bidding, especially if we're creating a multiple different campaigns. We have multiple ad groups for different um, match types that we're negative matching where uh, needed effectively so that you're not call it double bidding on any keywords or for any products. But with negative matching um, in general, the way that our product works is that uh, we are going to be consistently reducing your bid price over time if performance is clearly not there for any given keyword. We're never going to take the action to negative match it ourselves because we believe that it takes human context to know whether or not that's really the right action to take. And if you think about it theoretically, what our algorithm is going to be doing is it's going to take all the keywords and ASINs you were previously bidding on as a starting point, and then it's only going to be adding in new keywords as it sees performance through scanning the search term report every single day. Um, and so theoretically, you shouldn't be adding in keywords that are not relevant for your product. So we focus on reducing the bid price over time rather than stating for you, hey, this is not a relevant keyword and actually negative matching it ourselves. Right. I have actually seen some of, uh, like you said, about negative matching across campaigns. So yeah, I feel like we may have, I jumped straight into advertising and there's some people that might say they're newer to Amazon advertising. There's a lot of ideas that have developed um, and I'll take just a, a quick second to explain. So like we have uh, like, you know, you're, you're setting these bids for um, your ads and the idea is that you want to optimize at all times uh, to make sure that you're, you're paying uh, the least amount in order to, to capture good placements. And sometimes, you know, s certain words will be like far too efficient. I didn't realize this, uh, uh, the point that I'm trying to make and get to until like about two years of advertising, how much um, branded spend um, changed the, the game where like if you're advertising on your own brand, um, how much more effective, like your bids just didn't have to be as high. Your, uh, your return on investment was just like really, really efficient because these are customers that are already looking for your product. They know you. And it wasn't until about two years ago, I realized like, you just got to divide this out. You know, you have to have your, your, your branded spend versus your non-branded spend. And to his point about, um, you know, negative keywording, when I created for this leash company, you know, I, I, I put in the, um, the branded search term. I actually watched how in the original campaigns, it took them all out. All of those, um, you know, branded search terms all of a sudden went down to zero and it created a new campaign to organize around, you know, what the branded spend is and, and, and essentially able to optimize, you know, for uh, an ACOS on that. Mm -hmm. And so very interesting 
how you know Perpetua has taken a lot of these uh, great ideas and uh, kind of put things together to to work for you without you having to worry about the details. So does creating a sponsor brand campaign also pull, pull in sponsor products data? So yeah, that's one of the, the strongest features of Perpetua is that we are going to be sharing knowledge and performance results across different ad units. We're not just limiting ourselves to the search term performance for, for any given ad unit. So uh, for example, if you've been running sponsored products for a ton of time and you haven't really invested heavily in sponsored brands, or maybe you haven't invested in sponsored brands at all or sponsored brand video at all, if you are launching goals for those ad units on Perpetua, rather than essentially having to start from scratch, it is going to understand for that product that has plenty of sponsored product ad performance, uh, what are the highest performing keywords? Where should it be starting? Um, how does the conversion rate look for each of those given keywords? That way you're giving yourself a boost when you start. And as it continues to optimize bid prices moving forward, uh, it's not just going to be focusing on exactly how you, those uh, keywords perform within sponsored brands. It's also going to continuously be taking into account how they perform on sponsored products as well. So you're really giving yourself a boost and uh, using knowledge across all of your ad units. Again, that kind of like reinforces what I was just saying is that like uh, we have had some clients and adding sponsored brands has felt like a little scary, like like more work. We're adding our, ourselves, you know, more things to follow up on and to ensure that things like uh, set it correctly. Uh, the fact that you're pulling this in makes me like excited. Like, okay, here's a chance to like actually spend more. And I'm looking for uh, new unique ways to do that. So, um, okay, now I'm going to give my audience like <clears throat> my glowing recommendation of Perpetua. This is um, how I feel. And so, you know, I've worked with it for the past two months and there's a lot of uh, great software tools out there, but I have now found my favorite one. I, I lead an Amazon agency and a marketing team of 10 people. I've trained people in, in PPC. I've built my own bid adjuster and I've spent a few million dollars in advertising. And the last 12 months, um, I've had regular meetings with my marketing team to figure out the best way that we can advertise on Amazon for our clients. I've been to more Amazon conferences than I care to admit. I've either been a paying user or demoed every advertising software out there. And in many of these trials, I'm always looking for an advertising structure that makes sense, that, that can scale, and I can easily teach to others. With all of our best findings, per, like Perpetua does this for you. It creates these um, good campaign structures and you know, it's kind of like we figured out what would work for us. And then I came across Perpetua and it just does it for us. And this is what makes Perpetua as a PPC management tool. Just like, it's just fun to use. And um, for the first time, like I'm, I, I get to stop worrying about the weeds of, you know, managing advertising. And the idea of uh, creating a new set of campaigns feels enjoyable. Whereas with like other tools, it feels like work. It feels like something I have to check in on or that when I do, I see like things that I've left. And so if you ever have any questions, like reach out to me, you can see my other uh, podcast where I've talked about advertising 
And like all my best um, ideas have actually come to this point. And so I'm hoping that I'm actually going to push out more content around Perpetua because if I were to like, you know, someone's launching a brand tomorrow and, you know, they were wondering how to do advertising and be like, this is what you do because it, it kind of creates these um, campaigns that like you live with for a long period of time and allows you to like adjust things. So that is like my recommendation. And um, this audience, uh, I've been working with Perpetua and we're, we're offering you guys two months uh, with uh, 50% of, of the fees uh, taken off. I get a 50% discount. And there was actually one other uh, specific thing that Perpetua does that I liked that, that we missed on. And I want to hit it before we, we, we finish this off. Um, so the reason that we do advertising um, is to get organic placement. And it's not always you know, easy just to get there. You may have to select the keywords that you think that will bring the most you know, sales volume to your product. And so they, they built something inside of these, these goals that are called uh, keyword boosts. So Joseph, what is keyword boost and like, how do you use it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, keyword boost um, is designed to enable one of our most important strategies of anyone who's working with Perpetua, which is, like you said, to be able to optimize for organic performance and a, and a strong organic ranking. We want to ensure that our tool is effectively driving as much in total sales and organic sales as possible, rather than just trying to make your advertising vanity metrics look really strong. Uh, and so what keyword boost allows you to do is that um, if you've set an entire goal, at, let's say a 30% target A cost and, and whatever budget it is, it allows you to identify the keywords that are most strategic to you so that you can pluck them out of that broad 30% target A cost bubble. And you can be more aggressive because maybe they serve a different purpose where, uh, hey, maybe your focus is on ensuring visibility for these keywords. You want to ensure that every time someone searches one of these keywords that uh, you're spending at a, a more aggressive rate. And additionally, within Keyword Boost, it allows you to then apply placement multipliers for those specific keywords that you've added to the Keyword Boost. So you can say, uh, I want to apply a 100% or a 200% top of search multiplier. So if these are your most strategic keywords, it allows you to double down on the bids to ensure that you're getting top of search placement. Yes. And what's really cool is how this keyword boost works inside of the existing uh, campaign structure where like I can uh, jump in and, and see like what is the keyword boost actually doing. And for the leash that we've got, I'm able to like, I'm actually seeing the results. Like we're, we're, we've already started to place one of our products on the leash keywords that we were targeting. So I can make this podcast twice as long. I could probably teach it myself because of how excited I am about having found this. And so, um, so reach out to, to me or to Joseph if you have any questions about advertising like this. It, like if I were to give a, someone a blueprint of how to advertise, um, I would tell them to do the things that Perpetua is doing. And I'll happily like, you know, lay it out um, in, in a framework and then you, you, what, what I would do is on top of that is you just like throw a perpetua just to do it for you. Um, you know, a person can do everything uh, to make optimal advertising, but like you, you use tools to like to save you hours and hours of time. So you don't have to dive into Excel sheets all day long. 
and to make the smartest decisions every hour. With that said, actually, you, you can't do everything yourself that, um, that a PPC tool um, can add on. So I'm hoping you guys can continue to learn about advertising so that, you know, it's, even if you're in wholesale, um, uh, that you figure out, you know, ways that you can invest smartly. You know, one of our wholesale brands, we are, we have an exclusive with um, this leash brand. We have an exclusive, but it isn't our product, but we have um, increased it from $300 a day in sales to now it's trending about $1,500 a day in sales. So even if you're not private label, you still should be understanding advertising. And so when those opportunities come around, once you've built a relationship and you have a winning product that you are essentially representing on Amazon, that you know how to advertise and deliver. And so that, that is my recommendation. And so with the uh, coupon code of SMARTEST50, you get um, your first two months 50% off. So that's a pretty good deal. I worked with Joseph to, to get that for you and so that you can get this in your hands. And I'm, I'm certain like if you're doing any significant advertising on Amazon um, and you use Perpetual, you'll see really quickly how um, this tool like works for you and how it's very, it's very smart. So I, when I first came across Joseph, I didn't expect to give this type of glowing recommendation. I had no idea because I, I get people that contact me twice a week to be featured on a podcast. And so I have to look at every one of them and be like, do they have something here? And that's, and I, and I have that to say, like, and sorry for dominating the microphone um, from Joseph, but like, this is, you know, it's just coming from me. It's how I feel. So um it's better to hear from you. You're the customer who's used the platform than the than the person who who works with the company that built the platform. It's better for them to hear from you. Oh, and so I, I do really focus on those podcasts to like make sure that like you know I only bring things in here that I feel uh, very strongly about that like this is worth uh, you know listening to and you know kind of a cutting edge um, Amazon features. So I'll let that speak for itself. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing a YouTube on, on this podcast. Like it's the first time I've like said, I'm going to like on the podcast. So, so look for that one and you can see um, some of the demo of, of how I've got this and you can see it for yourselves kind of like underneath the hood. And so that's, uh, that's all I've got. And with that said, um, if you know anyone that's like doing any significant advertising on Amazon, please send them this episode um, and, and, and ask them to, to look into Perpetua. I'll answer all their questions. And so pretty exciting stuff. Uh, thank you so much, Joseph, for coming on. Thank you. And um, hope to learn more about um, what you guys are continuing to develop. I actually missed a few features of Perpetua. They do more than just this, mm -hmm. but I think it's most important that they get the basic stuff right and, uh, and do the things for you. And then you could figure out the other advertising tools that they have built. They clearly have a, a development team that is dialed in on Amazon advertising. I'm actually gonna call out a competitor. So uh, there are some other competitors that they add, <laughs> They have um, Amazon kind of as like a quiver in their belt and they like start talking about other platforms. They'll talk about Walmart, they'll talk about Google. And that actually makes me trust them less 
because Amazon is just a different advertising platform. And if you're talking to me about like how you're going to roll out target advertising, like you lose me. I'm like, I don't care about those because they have very different advertising things. And so I really like that Perpetua is like just dialed in on Amazon because there's a lot of nuances, nuanced things about the platform. And I've, I said more than once when I was working with Joseph, that I was like, who do you have on your team that understands Amazon advertising? Because like, they didn't just like, you know, put lipstick on this and like, and create some sort of bid adjuster. They actually know Amazon and some of the, uh, the funny ways that it's advertising works. I mean, I don't think there's any other advertising platform uh, for e-commerce that is that's similar to Amazon. It is just different. And, and I really feel like they have some people on the team that like that thoroughly understand it. And so I owe um, them a drink and I can't, I actually can't wait to learn more um, and to see where they go. So enough of a rant and a recommendation, <laughs> but I, I, I just feel strongly about it. So um, send this podcast to someone that you, that you know is interested and that's all I could ask for. So with that said, we'll, we'll end. And thanks for, for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. And uh, have a, a good week. And I hope that your Amazon selling continues to grow exponentially. All right, take care. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.